Reporter Emily Glazer recently noticed a new trend in how big companies are compensating their top executives. I felt like this was like a one, two, three punch. Companies are beginning to tie pay, CEO pay, to diversity. It was like in January, Starbucks said it would give top executives more shares if the managerial ranks grow more diverse over three years. Next month, February, McDonald's says that it gave executives annual incentives to increase the share of women and racial minorities in leadership roles by 2025. Then in March, Nike said it would, for the first time, tie some executive pay to five-year goals for improving racial and gender diversity. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. Over the last year, customers and employees have demanded that companies get more diverse. And so corporate America is putting something more concrete on the line. I hate to be crude and say money matters, but I do think for some, that is a nudge that people need. And it's, I should add, it's not just money. In some of these scenarios, they're saying you can't get promoted or you can't stay at the company. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, June 10th. Coming up on the show, why diversifying corporate America is coming down to money. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. After last year's racial justice protests, many companies got more serious about their commitment to diversity. Looking back at what a lot of CEOs said about George Floyd's death, we heard words like community, racism, justice, support. It started as a trickle. Silicon Valley companies like Salesforce and Apple speaking out days after the killing of George Floyd. But now it has become an avalanche. Nike, just one of a growing number of companies that have made statements on racial injustice and police violence in recent days. Again and again, they're just on top of each other now to get these statements out. And then the question became, so what? What's next? What are you actually going to do about this? Show us action. The problem they saw? Companies' diversity efforts weren't working. It was still a lot of older white men making up the top ranks of the largest companies in the U.S. and more broadly. And when corporate boards started looking at how to improve diversity, one thing they found was many companies didn't have a way to hold themselves accountable. There weren't really specific goals or a lot of specifics being tracked. There were not necessarily specifics that were publicly available that 
were tracked over time. There weren't a lot of investor questions about this. And frankly, from talking to a lot of board members and executives, it wasn't always top of mind in these boardroom or management discussions. So now companies are getting specific. They're looking at the people at the very top, like CEOs and other executives, and thinking of ways to incentivize them to diversify the company's ranks. And it wasn't just McDonald's and Starbucks. Other companies have tied executive pay to diversity, including American Express, Dominion Energy, and Microsoft. There were more and more companies that were actually saying, listen, we are going to tie executive pay to diversity goals and make it trackable. And that seemed pretty new and different. And the people who are actually making these calls aren't the top executives. Oftentimes, they're board members. When it comes to compensation, usually the board actually determines compensation at the top levels. But the fact that now the boards are like, you haven't done enough. We have to tie your compensation to this. Isn't the implication of that that the previous efforts were inadequate? Yes. If the board has to get involved and tie money to it to make change and effectuate change, yes, it is acknowledging that what was done in the past wasn't enough. I don't know if every board member would quite say it that way. Did you speak with any board members who felt resistance to it? Yes. I spoke with some board members who asked the question of, is this too much? Do we need this? Sure, diversity is important, but are we getting too far away from the company's, like, you know, main mission? Is this distracting too much? They would ask questions like, you know, are the employees getting too much power here? But when I spoke with board members, plural, across many industries, they felt like if we don't tie money to this, it will not change. And we haven't done that in the past, so we're going to do it now. I think people realize this is not some nice thing to do. This is not like an extra thing you do. This is something you have to do. The idea that diversity is a nice to do is a sentiment Stephen Davis knows well. Stephen is a veteran of the restaurant industry. He was an executive at Long John Silver's and Pizza Hut and CEO of Bob Evans for eight years. Currently, he sits on four corporate boards. He remembers one board meeting a few years back where diversity was being discussed. We were talking about criterion for future board members. And I said, well, shouldn't we be looking at this through the lens of diversity? And the comment made back was, well, that's, that's kind of a nice to do. And I know there's some other people on the board who feel that way. So when you hear that, you're like, well, wait a minute. Do you believe in this or not? Do you see the value of it? Beyond the broad societal value, some research has shown that prioritizing diversity has profit implications, too. McKinsey and others have written reports on how racial and ethnic and gender diversity actually helps the bottom line. So again, this isn't something like nice that companies are doing. This helps the business purpose. This is based on research, and they think that this will help the company make more money. Stephen has found that to be true at the companies where he's worked, like at the restaurant chain Bob Evans. During Stephen's time as CEO, Bob Evans' stock nearly doubled. Though there was some criticism of him when he departed the company, he made strides in diversifying leadership. When I left Bob Evans, at one time I had my chief operating officer, who was African-American. In the ranks, I had several 
area level folks who were African-American. Uh, we were about a third female in operations. We were, we were making great progress. But in his decades in corporate America, that progress came with a lot of challenges. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. This episode of The Journal is brought to you by H&R Block. The gig is up. You could be overpaying for professional tax help. See how independent workers are saving up to 30% with Block Advisors compared to the cost of a typical accountant. Block Advisors by H&R Block can help you manage multiple streams of income and get you every available credit and deduction. 100% accuracy guaranteed. Schedule an appointment today at hrblock.com slash side hustle. Average savings based on national average fees for Federal Form 1040 plus Schedule C and one state filing in latest available 2020 survey conducted by the National Society of Accountants. Pricing may vary. See blackadvisors.com slash guarantees for full details. As one of the few black executives to have run a public company, Stephen knows how isolating it can be to be at a largely white company when facing racism head on. Early in his tenure at Bob Evans, he had one deeply disturbing experience. I, I was coming out of work late one night. It was dark, and I always parked my car in the same spot. And everybody knew I parked my car there. It was like where all the Bob Evans CEOs had ever parked their car. So it was probably a little bit, at least a year or so after I'd been there. And I looked up, and in the trees, I saw something dangling. And it was kind of dark, and then you got those night lights and it kind of glare and everything. And I said, that looks like a rope. So I purposely got to work at like 6.30 in the morning because I wanted to see it in broad daylight. And I pulled into my parking spot and I looked up and it was a rope with a loop at the end. I'm trying to say to myself, was somebody trimming trees or was there a pain? You know, I'm going through all these things in my mind and I'm like, why would only one rope be hanging from a branch over my car? My CFO was facing, basically his office faced my car. So I told him to go out and look and see what was hanging over my car. And when he came back, he all the blood looked, looked, looked like rushed out of his face. And then he said, what do you want me to do about it? I said, you're in charge of security, so tell him to cut it down. And I said, no one's going to intimidate me. And I remember taking a picture of it. Uh, it's probably buried in one of my old iPhones somewhere. And I never looked at it. And I really didn't tell my wife this story until two years ago. I never told my board. I never told many people. I just buried it. We reached out to both Bob Evans Restaurants and Bob Evans Farms. The company split in two after Stephen left. Neither company had the incident on record. But Stephen says he really buried stories like this deep down back then. It's something he doesn't want to do anymore. Since the Black Lives Matter protests last year, Stephen has been emboldened to speak his mind. 
I find myself worrying less about how do I say this? How do I talk about this? Because the dialogue has really been broadened. And I've got a 21-year-old daughter and she and her two friends were going down to, uh, you know, some of the organized marches that are taking place. The thing that stayed with me is when she said, you and mom have taught me to stand up for what we believe in and we're going to do what you've taught us to do. And I said to myself, she's out there setting the example for me. And what am I doing? You know, am I playing it safe? You know, am I using my platform? Stephen's platform is in the corporate boardroom. He's on the board of companies like American Eagle and Marathon Petroleum. And he supports the new trend of tying pay to diversity goals. Everybody has some kind of a strategic planning process, right? And every function presents as part of that strategic planning process. So you got finance, you got marketing, you got supply chain, you may have the business units, human resources, and there are business goals established, and there's compensation that's usually tied to those business goals. That's how you drive performance. If certain elements of the business don't rise to the level of being reviewed and recognized and tied to performance by the board, those areas probably won't get the attention they deserve. How have... CEOs and management teams reacted when you proposed these kinds of changes? I think we're in the early innings. I think what people are still trying to sort through is their information. You know, because a lot of organizations now are asking boards to provide that disclosure. So I think the first step is getting the data right, then putting together the plan. And like I said, the plan's going to be, to me, subjective metrics as well as objective metrics. One of the subjective metrics might be, we don't have a chief diversity officer, let's go hire one. Okay, let's get that done. Uh, Let's change our succession planning to include more in-depth review around where we are with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Stephen hopes that all this action around diversity at the top of corporations will have a real impact on diverse new employees coming in. People come to corporations with the expectation that if they perform, they'll be given a shot to advance. You want to feel like you got a chance. And I think that's that's what people are looking for. And so we just have to continue to figure out ways to level the playing field. In the play Hamilton, you know, where he talks about, I want to be in the room where it happens. There are more of us now in the room where it happens. We got some work to do and don't want to be, you know, Pollyannish about this. There's work to do, but I see the work as being constructive. Uh, Like I said, I had to step up my game personally, and I hope that others follow suit. That's all for today, Thursday, June 10th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. And hey, before we go, do you remember MoviePass? That service from four years ago that let you go to the movies as many times as you wanted for 10 bucks a month? If you were a MoviePass power user, we want to hear from you. How often did you use it? What did you love about it? And what was the worst part? Email us at thejournal at wsj.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.